Hi everyone, it's Daisies.live and I'm Scott. I'm Mirelle. And we're here with you at the end of January. We made it through a month in 2021. It was a little rocky there for a while, but uh, and we we're have here. a new president. How we have a new president. I feel fantastic about that. Yes, I feel great. Um, I have hope. I feel like we can breathe. We're going to review some amazing Bollywood television and movies. How does that sound? That sounds like a plan. Okay, so what's so, on the? What are we looking at? So we're doing quite a few things today. So we are going to review the White Tiger that just released, and I guess everybody's heard about the White Tiger. It's been uh, critically acclaimed by now. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to then talk about the series Zid, which released on Z5. Then we're going to talk about Vicky Donor in your process of uh, of watching more Aishman Kurana movies. Yes. We're going to talk about Vicky Donor because that's what you watched. Yes. And then we're going to talk about The Family Man Season 1. And mm. that's because Family Man Season 2 is going to release on 12th of Feb. And we can't wait to watch it. Spoiler then, alert. I can't wait for Season 2. Spoiler alert. Totally. <laughs> and, of course, we're going to talk about Ricky Pond, the guy who started <laughs> doing Bollywood dances on the internet to embarrass his kids and ended up becoming a internet sensation. Yes, so you heard that right. He started to embarrass his kids. That was the reason he started. Anyways, so let's get started. The White Tiger. Ah, the White Tiger. Uh, this was on Netflix, and I, when I when I turned on Netflix to watch the the movie, it was uh, you know how they have trending top ten things like that, and it was uh, when I turned it on three or four nights, two or three nights ago, it was number six overall Netflix, and I could see why. Um, the premise is it's a it's a story about a, a, a young man from the villages, and uh, he he ends up through some uh, quick wit. He ends up becoming a driver for a very wealthy family, and um, he accompanies the family to New Delhi to uh, while they engage in some politicking and and some things happen in New Delhi, and we can get into the into those details a little bit later. Um, but the story is itself uh, based on a best-selling novel uh, came out in, I believe, 2007 or 2008. The novel yeah, won and, several and prizes. It, it, it won the Booker. Booker. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a, a huge success as a book, as a novel, and then they finally made this movie. And um, it is a significant, um, uh, thoroughly investigated uh, look, examination of the caste system of poverty, of what we in America call um, uh, upward mobility, it, it, touching on the American dream, right? Those, I those ideas uh, transferred over to India and the Indian dream. Uh, and it's all framed by the, the, the poor man who becomes the driver, the poor man in question, writing a letter to the head of the Chinese Politburo, explaining to him his life story and how he would like to meet. And I thought that was a brilliant way of introducing, like, because that very often, especially with a novel, with a, with a book, how are we reading this story? How did this story come about? It, In what voice are we going to read exactly. it? Exactly. And so he, he's, he's and, speaking. And, and what I loved about the narrative was a voice was consistent. Not a lot of movies can manage keeping the voice that's a fair comment. Yeah. That's a fair comment. And he was consistent because at this point he had made it. He had succeeded mm -hmm. and he was he had the confidence 
that he understood how the game was played and that he uh, played that game very well. He was protected, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's an excellent setup. It's a very interesting setup. It's a fascinating story. It did have parallels with, like I said earlier, the American dream and that, that idea of if you're born into a particular class or in the case of India, a particular caste, yes. you are stuck. Um, and he, he was done with that. He, he, he had well, the whole he, system, a whole system works to keep you there. They will not let you come out of it. And that's so true of class here as well. Here as the well. The system and, which is, will work very hard to keep you where you are. So. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So it was, it rang. I don't want to say it, it was the same story because it certainly was it not. It was universal in a lot of ways. It was universal in a lot of ways. But what mm -hmm. I'm saying is it had echoes. It had echoes with my American experience trying to, trying to, be better. And this is talking to you as a middle-class, fairly well-educated white man who I still feel like there are ceilings. I'm not saying it's anything like what other people go through, but I still, because I'm not in that upper middle class or that those, the, the, the powerful classes, not even close, I still feel like there are, there are things that want to keep me in my place. And uh, I can't imagine what it would be like for other people. So this was a fascinating story for me to watch, to see from a young man who comes from a village where the poverty was on display and how, how he uses his wit and his, um, and how he just, you know, how he adapts to circumstances. It was fascinating. It was a, it was a, an amazing story. And then all of a sudden something terrible happens and he responds and then things move very, very quickly. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought the storytelling was very, very powerful, but what I really, really, and of course, the screenplay, the dialogues were crisp and to the point. They well acted, really top to bottom. Was, and, and the imagery was, was amazing, not only between the cities, but, you know, the editing of the crowded streets in between. Oh, I had the, the you know, the streets Eastern. of Delhi. I had the feel. There was the, there was in the, at the luxury hotel they were staying in or those apartments. It was very quiet. It was very calm. It was very, there was space. And then in the city, yeah. it was just the exact opposite. Amazing cinematography yeah. and amazing editing because of the way the story progressed between the different subplots. But, you know, I thought this entire movie belonged to Adarsh Gaurav, the guy who played Balram. Not only was he so convincingly Balram, you could never for a moment think that he could be anybody else. Yeah. And to a great extent, there were amazing other actors in, in this movie. There was Mahesh Mandrekar as the father. There was uh, Rajkumar Rao, who was a brilliant actor in his own right. There's Priyanka Chopra. And by no she means- was great. Uh, She was great. She was fantastic as the American, as the Daisy coming in and she's going to bring some American style uh, equality. <laughs> yeah, and, she's trying her best to push equality and those guys are looking at her face like, what the hell is she talking about? Until we something went wrong. We haven't heard of that word here. <laughs> until something went wrong and then all of a sudden, bam, she turned right around. She turned but, right around. What I really thought was this entire movie belonged to Adarsh Gaurav. He- Owned it. Oh, no question. No question. He completely owned it. He, he's brilliant. Brilliant he acting. Hmm. Yes, I, I love the story. It, it, was, um, it was beautiful. It was sad. It was fascinating. It, it had a, a really great rhythm to it. I was, telling my, I was telling my wife that one of the things that I noticed about watching of the film was that like all good television and movies, I, I kept checking the clock like, oh, please, you know, I hope there's still more time. I want to keep watching yeah, this. 
but also it just flowed. Not once did I think, oh God, this scene is dragging or it just, it, yeah. every, it just kept moving you know, it just kept moving right along and I enjoyed every bit of it. It was a, it was a fantastic film. Really loved it. So it's streaming on Netflix. Our verdict is a go. Please do Absolutely. watch this brilliant uh, piece of uh, writing and, and a good show. Um, at this point, I want to slide in a song. Uh, how about Dil Diangala, original soundtrack from Tiger Zindahe, singer being Atif Aslam. All right, we're back. This is Daisy's.live and I'm Scott. I'm here with Morale. And we just talked about The White Tiger uh, on Netflix. That was a fantastic film. And now we're going something completely, I don't know about completely different, but very different. And and what is this What is this show called? Zid? It's called Zid Kijit and it's streaming on Z5. Uh, this is a story, this is based on a real life story of uh, of a kid who saw his, his brother die in Kashmir by militants. And as he grows up, he wants to be in the army so that he doesn't let anybody else die like his brother died. Based on a real life story of, of a war hero, and he serves in special forces, fights wars, and then in, in a terrorist uh, attack, he loses the use of his legs. This is a story of him trying to deal with life as somebody who's been so active, somebody who prides himself of being a good soldier, a very determined soldier at that because they show all the trainings that he undergoes to become who he is and that they, they show that in detail. It can drag a little bit in those episodes because they're like, okay, what's the next move? He's just training. But I guess that's uh, important for this story because you want to really show what, what hell the guy underwent to become the soldier mm, that he is. Right. However, those those episodes could could been like all put together in one. You know, it was just going back and forth. And at some point in time, you lose track of what year are we in now. So it's like you start today, and then you go back to nineteen. Oh, you're saying the time the timeline changed. The, the timeline oh, okay. keeps changing. Then yeah. it, then you come back to today, and then you go back to nineteen fifty. Then you come back, and then you go back to nineteen eighty seven. So at some point in time, you're like, I don't know which timeline yeah. I'm in. Is it yeah. happening now or did it happen? And and then between the timelines as well, we kind of lose the plot there. So I think that was kind of disconcerting for me, uh, at least. I lost synchrony. Then, of course, the story moves on to how he recovers. He starts walking again. And the story of how he gets to that stage after being frustrated after people after being not only frustrated with the with the fact that he can't move, but also frustrated with other people's reactions towards his state. Very nicely put together story. I wish it wasn't this long. I wish it hadn't dragged on. I wish there was more momentum to it. At times, I felt that, you know, the characters just went dead mm. because of obviously not only the slow pace, but also the silences, the drag in the story between plots. On the whole, it's watchable. I'll give it a 6 on 10. What I loved about the entire series was, of course, the brilliant Amit Saad, who plays the injured soldier. I absolutely love his portrayal of him as an angry young soldier and then as a frustrated person on a, on a wheelchair. Mm. So I guess it's, it's watchable if you have the time. But yeah, I wish it was a shorter one. Yeah. And we've noticed that in some series. It, it's, it's like, it says, it's almost as if uh, they were bought 
And I don't, you know, I don't know how the business works, but it's like, well, we'll give you 10 episodes. Well, I've only got a story of work for six, but we'll let, me write, let me write for 10. Let me add some slow scenes. Yeah. Let me, let me like slow walk people. Yeah. Yeah. There, that there kind are, of the plot, especially when, not, you're, when your audience is investing so much time and watching it and watching 12, 12 episodes is a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, well, but okay. For, Watchable six out of 10. All right. All right. Yeah. At this point in time, I'd love to slide in another song. Um, I, I want to listen to this one, Guru Randhava, Nach Meri Rani. And if you haven't watched the video, Scott, you got to, you got to watch it just for Nora Fatehi. The song is sung by Tanesh Bhakti, Nikita Gandhi, and Guru Randhava, Nach Meri Rani. It features oh. Nora Fatehi. Let's take a listen. Daisies.live, this is Scott, and I'm here with Moral, and we are back reviewing Bollywood TV and movies. And uh, next up is a film that I just recently watched. It's uh, from 2012, I think, and it is Vicky Donor. And, uh, and who's, the gentleman, who's the gentleman it's, it's, starring in this? It's in the continuation of your appreciation for Aishman Kurana movies. That's right. And, and the, the, his wife... His girlfriend was Yami Gotham. Mm, yes, she was in Guinea Wed Sunny, correct? Yes, she was in yes. Guinea. That's right. Oh boy. Um, all right. So for the few of you who don't know this movie, quickly, the premise is there's this guy, and uh, you know, he lives in are those the, what are are those the prod they kept talking about the projects. Now I know that that could just be a translation issue, but what what was that what was that about? I didn't quite get that whole part of it. So in Delhi, there are colonies that were created when the partition of India and Pakistan happened. Uh -huh. A lot of people from Pakistan moved to India and a lot uh -huh. of people from India right. moved to Pakistan. It was like osmosis. Right. There was a, yeah, there, there was an entire movement. Cultural osmosis. Yes. Yeah. Then the government created a lot of colonies to house the refugees from Pakistan. They used to call them the refugees from Pakistan. And these are still refugee colonies in Delhi. Those homes are worth millions. All right. So, wow. And so it's, it was just this thing that happened and then it just never changed. Is that what you're saying? It never changed. still there. Uh, it, that's how okay. people live. And, wow. um, and right. where the guy is supposed to live, uh, that area is large Putnagar area in New Delhi. And that is a part of, part of the structures set up. Uh, when partition happened. Okay. And well, and they did mention the partition a couple times, and that's I haven't seen that a great deal in the other uh, movies and TV shows we've watched. So, so, that so I think we should educate you about partition, and we'll talk about it next. Okay. Maybe maybe you could watch a movie about the partition, and then we can discuss it more. Maybe I, that's, I will. That's the way I will say a no, little bit about history while we're at it. Sure, sure, and I, I will say at least. I am, I will not be coming in this as a blank slate. I have a I have a basic, very very basic understanding of what happened, um, enough to at least say, okay, we I, I've got the I've got the the starting point, so we can move on and flesh it out. But we'll get to that later. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So there's a guy who lives in these projects, these partition era projects, and he's um. <laughs> <laughs> to make a long story short, he gets recruited by the doctor of a fertility clinic to uh, to be a sperm donor. And uh, this doctor who is hilarious, who who essentially stalks this guy, right? He stalks him, takes pictures, uh, follows him around, watches him play cricket, goes to, to 
follows him at the mall. He recruits him. And the, as, as is very common in movies, the hero refuses at first, right? Luke Skywalker refused. Everyone refuses at first. He refuses and refuses and refuses. And finally, he decides to be a donor. And, um, and all of a sudden, his fortunes change. Quite literally, his, his mom owns a, a salon. And the salon starts doing... He starts giving her money and he's, he's able to pay his bills and buy TVs and do all this stuff. And then he meets, well, he has met uh, this, this absolutely stunning woman at the bank that he's been hitting on. And she is just uninterested, but slowly but surely he chips away at the facade. If you've seen any of these uh, Bollywood romantic comedies, you know exactly how that goes. Um, bit by bit, something happens and then, and then they get, and of course they end up getting married. Um, it was, it was funny. It was silly. It was sweet. All of those things. And then, and then drama. <laughs> drama, then we find out that then the families find out that he's a donor. He was a sperm donor. And we see, I, I almost use the word prejudice and it's not really prejudice, but we see so social ostracization. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And, and I have to tell you, that from my perspective, and I don't even think, I mean, we're talking about a film from 2012. So I don't think the time is necessarily the issue, but just my politics, my, cult, my cultural outlook, I did not see the big deal at all. And you and I were talking it, before the show. It would have been a big deal then, but this movie became so popular that ah, it did manage to it, change okay, how people okay, were that's looking fair. at donors. That's fair. Uh, so, so there are some movies, there's some milestone movies coming out of Bollywood that have changed the way people have, the, that have set trends up, that have changed the people, uh, the way people look at things. That's also started conversations. Right. So, so this movie did. I get that. And I respect that, right? I respect that because I, I at least understand the idea of well, making that makes me a little. Well, absolutely. But I mean, I'm talking about like having a negative reaction. I can see someone going, you know, that makes me a little uncomfortable. I, I, it, it's, there are heavy issues here and I get it. And the doctor was so goofy and silly that, you know, they made light of some of those. And, and so, but having said that, I, I really thought it was an overreaction on the part of the characters. I really thought that this, the pearl clutching was a bit much. I understand what you're saying. That makes sense. That makes more sense to me now, but it, it still rubbed me the wrong way. And the fact that his wife was so upset when she found out, and you and I were talking about this earlier, that she had a history. There was a reason why she was so upset above and beyond the, this is uncomfortable. This is a, this is an uncomfortable topic in general, sperm donor Sperm donation is an it's not a job. It's not a job. It's not a, you know, you're, you don't work at a law firm. You're not an engineer. You're not a doctor. Um, so I thought that was a bit much, a bit overdone, but we understand that, that her, the strength and the passion of her reaction comes from some of her personal history with childbirth and, and uh, the fact that she can't have kids. Some of us either have had that kind of experience or know people who have had that kind of experience. And so that was weighing on my mind that that experience that I have had in my family has was in the background that this was 
a light and funny and silly movie on one hand. And on the other hand, it was not something to be taken lightly. And the very, the final scene brought that home. It tied it together really nicely. I would have been frustrated if they had done some annoying synthesis, right? Well, I understand that you've got this problem. You're against it and I'm for it. So let's compromise in the middle. I'm glad they didn't do some hokey, corny. I, I'm glad that she came around to the idea that this was invariably a good thing. This was about so, life. So what, is- what was your most favorite um, scene in the movie? Oh boy. Um, I have to say based on my personal experience, my life experience, that when they adopted um, when they adopted the little girl at the end, at that, the end? Yeah. that was, that was extremely powerful. Uh, it moved me not because it's complicated. It's a long story, but that really personally hit home for me. But the scene right before that was just as beautiful when there's all these kids that are two, three, four, five running around and all the happy families. It was a, that was a powerful moment. And so I'll I, tell you, I'll tell you which ones are my favorite. So I think this movie made me a fan of Aishman Karana because okay. it picks up movies like this that speak to social uh, social causes, but also he sets a conversation rolling with everything that he does. So I think that is that is a bigger part of watching his movies. However, I have a few favorite scenes here. One of them is the scene in which the doctor tries to convince the kid uh, that sperm donation is normalized by quoting how how <laughs> in ancient times sperm donation happens and that was that was a really funny scene then of course there was this scene in which uh, the the mother and the mother-in-law would would sit every night and drink yeah oh <laughs> they yeah they became friends only when they <laughs> drank right, at night. right. I right. thought that was really funny too. It was, it was really warm and fuzzy uh, in a lot of part. I think this film went up to the line of like corny without crossing it. I don't think it went into full-blown corny, silly, romantic comedy, you know, whatever the word is, right? Cotton candy. I just, it, it got close, but it wasn't, it didn't, didn't dive in. Okay, perfect. So time for us to slide in a song. Lela Melela from the motion picture Rais, Shahrukh Khan's Rais, and singers are Pavni Pandey, Ram Sampat. Here we go. Hi, we're back. It's Stacey's.Live. I'm Scott, and I'm here with Moral. And we just talked about Vicky Donor. I, I, I was unaware that that film was responsible for starting a national conversation. That's, uh, that is so interesting. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. It's a very important topic and it leaves families just feeling hopeless and devastated. This was a, this film talked about a, a remedy for that. And that's, that's beautiful. Next up, we have The Family Man. This was uh, a series with Manoj Bajpai, correct? That Did is I, right, on Amazon. He was, he was in, uh, I recognized him from Gangs of Wasapur. He, of he, he, didn't, he didn't have hair in Gangs of Wasapur. He shaved his head. Had a little stubble and he had that stereotypical it's now it's like show me a bollywood star that does not have good hair amazing hair jeez he just has this glorious mane going on makes him look totally different by the way he looks completely different from the way he did in gangs of wasapur but anyway it's a, it's a spy story um domestic uh, uh, counter-terrorism unit in india 
and uh, it had a lot of the stereotypes of counter and counterterrorism and, and spy kinds of stories. Um, the, the man with the private life and you, you can never, the, the story that you can never have a healthy family life and be a committed spy that you'd see that in literature. You see that in movies. It's just a, it's a trope. Sounds like it would be completely. But what true. I really loved about the narrative was it was funny. There was oh, one-liners oh. one were he like it was funny. He was great. I didn't know I didn't know he had such comic timing and he was fantastic. So um, but it's a it, it it's a really it also had some dark, I mean, counterterrorism, especially in oh. that part of the world, it's not gonna be light fair, right? It's not Musa. gonna be no. Musa. I wonder if Musa's gonna be bad oh. in series season two. Wait, didn't Musa get his neck torn out by his buddy Sajid? We I mean, he know. did. He did have a bit of a zombie quality. Like I thought he was down for the count at the last scene, and boom, he came back. But I think he got his throat torn out. I think he's done because he yeah, was. A, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. He was a hateful human being. But oh my god, what did you what did you think of the uh, what did you think of the there were, we have a couple stories right we had the we had tr tracking down what was going on with. Um, Operation oh God, Mission Zulfikar, is yeah. that what it's called? Zulfikar, excuse me. And then we had um, the the domestic story. So, so what did you think? What did you think of those two stories? Well, I thought I thought the, the, all the subplots were so harmoniously put together that you didn't feel you were moving from one plot to another because they were at some point it looked like a normal functioning person's I'll life. Give you that yeah. Yeah. Um, his his personal life was so funny. His son was hilarious. <laughs> the way his son, son was would blackmail the him. The daughter was funny too, but the son was great with the blackmailing. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was fabulous with his blackmailing. Whoever wrote that wrote an amazing character right there. And and of course the the, the dynamic between him and his wife, his wife's own life, and you know how she's feeling left out. And and then of course his own uh, you know the, the the duplicity of his own life because he's this guy who just can't tell even his family what, what the hell is going on. Exactly. That's, I have a question about that. Let me ask you because at, at the very first couple episodes, I thought he had a complete firewall between his professional life and his personal life. And then later, I got the impression that they knew what he did, but they didn't obviously know the details. Which... Yeah, so, so they think he is, he's working for a government office. and They think they he's just he, a civil servant. Not he's a civil just servant. a civil servant, but, but, he, but he, they, they, he, they don't know he's a spy. And right, that's okay. why he has to do half the things that he does. I th Okay, right, right. All right. So um, what, ab then, what about his I wife? Loved, and you know what I also loved about The Family Man season one was the dynamic between his female boss and him <laughs> in the backwaters yeah. of Kashmir. I am so glad they did not sleep together. That would have been so stereotypical. It was so much better to have that tension and that sarcasm and that banter. That was fantastic. Because if they had, if they had slept together and rekindled the relationship, it would have been, you know, it just would have, would have been a cliche and it would have just been complicated. Yeah, and it would have made no, me dislike not all, him. Not all ex-relationships end up back Exactly, exactly. And that was so nicely written. Again, I think the writing of this series was just top-notch. They towed, they towed the line. They, they, they flirted with it, but they never did it. And I just, because I thought she's already, his wife is already mad enough at him. Why give her another reason? But um, what did you think about her? Because that was interesting. She, she went from being a teacher to getting involved in a startup. Do you think she was, um, 
do you think she, justified's the wrong word, but do you think that she had sufficient cause to be so annoyed with her husband? I think she was craving for attention yeah. and the guy, the other guy was giving her all the attention yeah. that she wanted. And I think it was very humanly done. Also, that the entire role, the, the the way she kind of drifts away from him and she justifies it to herself and yeah. with her kids. I, I think it was very well written again because here's a female who is just looking for somebody who, who appreciates her more. It's a spy thriller. It's funny. It's, it's also spooky. And there is all this uh, suspense in parts. And then there's this family thing going on. That's why it's called a family man. Yeah, right. Family. Right. I am. Um, I. I am extremely nervous about season two, just because of the way season one ends. It does not. It does not end well. <laughs> it. It. Um. It's just. I. You know, for those, it's it's late enough in the game that we can we can we can spill the beans here, but. Uh, yeah. So tell me something. How do you compare it to other spy thrillers that you've seen come out of here in America? Oh gosh. Well, I am very um, what's I am very uh, I have high standards. So I'm I don't I don't watch a lot of spy th if uh, spy shows if I think they're going to be uh, like too cheesy, too stereotypical, too. I like, and I'm just going to come out with it. I'm going to own it. I love the old school 1970s BBC George Smiley, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Smiley's People. I think those are absolutely brilliant. I love Graham Greene. Right? I like the old stuff. And um, I, I enjoy new shows and with the, you know, the bad guys have changed and the technology is better. I don't particularly like James Bond. So that's, that's where I'm coming from when I say I enjoyed that aspect of The Family Man. I didn't love it, but I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought, um, and what I liked about it is that, yes, they relied on technology, but they also, uh, Manoj Bajpai's character, he needed to, he needed to use his experience, his instinct, and he just needed to do that, that, that old fashioned police work, right? That yeah. And, and there is, there is actually another series that we have to watch this week. Um, because the season 1.5 of this series is coming back soon. Okay. And uh, I remembered, because this is way up our list already, but uh, I remembered it because you just spoke about the fact that it wasn't all technology, like most spy thrillers. That we yeah, that's, they, they, they go way too much into that. Doing everything, yeah. there's algorithms running. It's yeah. like it's like home, Homeland uh, 2.0 everywhere. <laughs> but... <laughs> This is this is more about uh, this is more about the guy using his brain, his wits, his experience. His he's even running after those guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean the technology for anyone who hasn't seen it, the technology is absolutely there, and they use absolutely. they have machine learning algorithms, and they have drones, and they have all of that stuff. But what I loved ten times more was the when part. yeah, the people when he when he said I'm going into the I'm going into that no go zone, I'm putting on you know, dress me up, I'm going to the wedding. And he sits, you know, he has to use his wits and it's, it was fantastic the way he just really quickly thought he's, you know, he's saying, tell me how to say, what are the traditional greetings at a, at a wedding? And he goes in for the hug and he says that, you know, five seconds beforehand, the guy told him what to say. 
you know, he just, he sat down and washed his hands and was starting to break bread with some people at the wedding just to get the intel and follow the guy. That's this kind of stuff that I find so much more interesting and exciting. That's where they had me. Um, and so much of it, I, I, I want to come back to what you said about the humor. Manoj Bajpai was hilarious when he wasn't being this amazing spy, this clearly, this is, this guy is top notch spy. He was funny. He was just funny. His, his entire chemistry, not only with his uh, with, with his friend he works with, his colleague, but also his kids. His kids. His kids. Him, what did he call the car with a riot every what time? Did, he called the he called the harmonica mouth organ. <laughs> now I don't know if that was a bad translation or, but I can just no, no, see. No, it what, wasn't. It wasn't a bad translation because that's what they call it. Oh, it wasn't bad. It, yeah. Well, it, Okay, I thought he was like making some some put down comment about the instrument. Okay, then it was a bad harmonica is called a mouth organ. Yeah, they should have said harmonica. I was like, man, he's making fun of his kids. All right, anyway, anyway, he was extremely funny throughout, and uh, it was just a it was a it's an excellent show. I really enjoyed it. I, and I, if you haven't watched it, you should yes. watch season one because season two is coming up, Amazon Prime, February the twelfth. February Not very 12th. far away. Wait. Oh, it's gonna. It's oh god. You gotta wait. Yeah. Well, I just when the the chemicals getting into the air in Delhi, it's it's the bad guys. The bad guys won. I don't know if they. I don't know. If, I don't think they're gonna win the war, but they certainly won the battle. Ooh. Well, you. Know, we have to wait and watch. Feb yeah. 12th. Well, it's gonna be Feb Feb 11 for us because it's oh, cool. Feb That's right. Yep. Yeah. So Feb 11. So um, time for us to slide in a song here. Um, I want to listen to Osaki Saki. I don't know if you watched it, but I absolutely love it. Again, it, uh, it features Nora Fatehi, who's a wonderful da uh, dancer from motion picture Batla House, uh, singer Satanesh Bakhti, Neha Kakar, Tulsi Kumar, and Bipram. Here we go. Hi, everyone. We're back. I'm Scott uh, with Moral, and this is Live, and we are rounding up our review of Hollywood movies and television. And we're closing with a gentleman that many of you have may have seen, but he's, he's not a Bollywood star, not per se, not in the traditional sense. But this is uh, a gentleman we interviewed a couple days ago, Ricky Pond. And- uh, Washington all, State. Washington State, white as I am. Um, totally. not a Bollywood star. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that guy is so white. He's just like you. All right. So tell us about Ricky. Tell us about how, why, why we interviewed Ricky. What, what made him famous? What, uh, so, how do we know this guy? So Ricky became an internet sensation. And when we were researching what's going on with, with Desi internet, we found him being very popular and we got to talk to him in this interview that you will just hear an excerpt. Well, but the funny part about his story is that he started dancing to Bollywood tunes just to irritate his children, embarrass them. Now, didn't and it start just, just other, just dancing videos in general? I can't yeah, remember. dancing videos in general, but he does a lot of Bollywood. And then what happened was he became viral because he's this one white guy. He is. It's difficult to do those steps. And you know why? Uh... I could come up with a few reasons, but tell me. Okay, let's first listen to this and we come back to why later. <laughs> right. Here we go. Ricky Pond, ladies and gentlemen. So you are an internet sensation. I think we've established that. Could you walk us through, for the people who have never heard of you, this is the first time they've heard your name, what 
exactly are you an internet station sensation for and how did that start? Wow, you know, just to get my head wrapped around that sentence is kind of uh, a, a struggle for me, right? I don't ever, I, I've never seen myself as an internet sensation and most people have never heard of me probably. Um, I'm, I guess I'm known for my my dancing on social media. There we um, go. With my kids and, you know, just having a good time. Yeah. So I first saw you about, oh, I want to say maybe two weeks ago and Moral sent me a bunch of videos and I, <laughs> now I don't, I don't recognize, I don't recognize the specific songs, but I know, I know they, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say to be cheap about it and say they all sound the same, but they, because they don't, but there's a definitely a Bollywood sound. And so, definitely, yeah. yeah, so, so the, the videos were of you dancing with, uh, with various uh, family members to the Bollywood sound. And uh, I got to tell you, number one, it looks like you're having a blast. We are. And yes. number two, and this is the much bigger question, how the hell did that get started? What what was going on? <laughs> well, you know, it's an interesting story because March 29th of last year, um, when Corona was kind of at its height or everybody was getting locked down for the first time and, and you know, people were panicking or, or whatever it might have been, you know, my kids were, we were at home and my wife and I were just sitting watching some TV and my kids come running in and they're like, dad, come make a TikTok video with us, you know, and, and they shove these little TikToks in front of my face all the time. And sure, I'm just like, sure. leave me alone. This is, right. I, I don't want to do this. And my son, who you see dancing with us quite a bit, um, he goes, dad, you have to, cause we made you an account and you have to post something. And so I'm like, all right, you know, if, if this is what you guys want, then I'm just going to embarrass you so much. And, <laughs> okay. And, uh, all right. All right. So we went in and, and the, the first dance we learned was, um, uh, the renegade, I think it was some TikTok famous thing going on at the time. And it was just a viral, you know, it was kind of a, uh, that was the thing to do, I guess. Um, so let me stop you there. Let me just for a quick second. So the, the goal was this whole thing got started. The goal was to embarrass your kids. Yeah, because they, they forced me to do this first they dance. They forced you. Right? Okay, they forced you to get on TikTok. So you right. thought, all right, kids, I'm going to embarrass you. And we still have not made the jump to Bollywood. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, we're still okay. we're still months away from Bollywood. Really. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, please, please continue. Yes, it's, okay, this is know, great. So, so we started doing just... Uh, you know, my kids wanted me to do these trending dances that everybody was doing. And I would look at them and go, this isn't dancing guys. I mean, this is like, this is like hand movements with no feet moving at all. Right. I'm right, like, right. you can't dance just moving your hands. And, um, and so I started just dancing cause I grew up dancing. I, I started clogging when I was eight years old. Um, and wow. then I danced all the way through high school and into college and was on a college dance team and toured Europe. Um, and wow. So I Dude, always thought, cool. yeah, that's, yeah, so that's cool. Always, that, yeah. wow. We've uncovered some fascinating backstory here. This is great. Okay. <laughs> Tell him to ban you. And I'm like, okay, that's the one I'm that's, putting on. That's it. next okay. on the list. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we started doing, uh, or, or I started to explore other cultures and dancing to Afro beats and trying some of the African stuff. And, and it was challenging because I'd never really moved my body that way, but yet I really found the beats very fascinating and it was kind of fun. 
And as I was doing that, people started at that point really starting to say, uh, you know, sending out requests, do this one, do this one, do this one. <laughs> wow. And that's where my first, that's where my first uh, opportunity to do a kind of a Indian song. It was kind of a mix. It was an American teach me how to Dougie. I don't know if you've heard that song or whatever, but um, anyway, it, it switched or it mixed into a Bollywood or, or Indian. Oh, it's a, Bhangra. it's a Bhangra song. Teach me yeah. how to Dougie. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. Yeah, I right. get it. Yeah. And so, and mm -hmm. so, um, that was the first one that we did. And then after that, it was, Hey, do this one, do this one. And so we started to do quite a few Indian type dances. Um, and, uh, then people were on their request were like, you know, I have to share these videos on other social media platforms to my family because TikTok is banned in India. And they can't see them. They said, you really need to start posting on Instagram. And so at that point, I was like, eh, I don't want to manage two social media platforms. I don't want right. to like deal with TikTok every night. Oh, I get it. it. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Right. I'm like, it takes too much time just to do one. <laughs> um, yeah. But then but then when TikTok had a potential of being banned here in the United States, my, it, I had probably at that point, I had about 120,000 followers on TikTok. And my son was like, dad, if they ban TikTok, you're going to lose all those followers. You know, we've got to push them to Instagram, you know? So I'm like, okay, fine. And so he's not so embarrassed now, right? He's, um, he, he does get embarrassed still sometimes. Oh, still, still. No, so he's, yeah. he's providing social media strategy and embarrassed by his father. Right. Wow. They'll, they'll, they'll That's never a weird admit, dynamic. They'll never admit that they think it's pretty cool, but sure, I think they sure. think it's pretty cool. Hi, everyone. Daisy's.live. I'm Scott. I'm here with Moral, and we're back. And we just listened to Ricky Pond, who is uh, an internet sensation, a Bollywood dancer. Uh, he's a really nice guy. It was a fun interview. Uh, he's extremely, he can dance. He can do anything. Man. He can dance anything. He is the man. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. Absolutely to talk to. true. This was a fun interview. Yeah. So. It was a, so, so we, we are out of time. And I'm, I'm very sorry because I really, this this flew by. I really enjoyed all the things that we talked about. On that note, we got to say bye, Scott. Goodbye. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>